this is our first interview and we've invited Jenny Osborne, a friend of mine, friend of Christelle's, along this afternoon for a, an interview and a chat. Um, and we thought we'd ask her a couple of questions because she's been up to various things over the last year. And there's also something coming up in the next few months that we're excited about. And I think Jenny's excited about and we'd like her to share a little bit about it. Um, so, Jenny Osborne, could you just tell us a little bit about you for the sake of everybody watching? Would that be all right? Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, Jenny Osborne. I've, you know, self kind of explanatory there. Um, I'm a longtime supporter of those who support young people. Um, and I've also been a youth worker, um, you know, for most of that time as well. Um, I've been involved in training of youth workers. I've been involved in mentoring youth workers. Um, I most recently uh, wrote a book on um, youth work in the COVID era and beyond trying to kind of capture some of the stories from this last year and think about, you know, where do we go from here? What do we need to really focus on next? Um, I'm also the host of the Jenny Talks podcast, which has been going now for, well, since August last year, so a few months. Um, and that's been great fun to do too. So yes, and I'm really excited about being here with you guys. It's really, it's really great, <laughs> isn't this? If somebody could have said to us a year ago, this is what you'd be doing, we'd all go, no, I don't think so. Well, Christelle, maybe not you, but me and James would be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> don't know what well, you mean. You've been trying to get me on your podcast for years, Jenny, so. Yeah, well, oh, years, oh, months. months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weeks and weeks and weeks. Absolutely. He's resisting so far. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get in there sometime, won't we, Christelle? I feel like he, it, you know, I feel like he's going to be a really great guest very soon here. <laughs> <laughs> he has so much to offer. But Jenny, yeah. Jenny, this past year has yes. been a learning experience for all of us. Um, whether it's been parenting, whether it's been in work. Um, learning about ourselves. Tell us three things that stand out to you over this past year in what you've learned about life and parenting and work, anything. Golly, three things. Okay, so I think that one of the things I've learned is that um, as a parent, um, I I can survive being at home with my children for five months on end. <laughs> and actually we can come out of that experience all still liking each other. Um, my two are 15 and 11. Um, they, I, I guess, yeah, Freddie's just turned 15 um, this year. So, um, so I think that I was just really surprised to discover that we'd made it to September and there had been no major fallings out. I mean, it was it was stressful. It was ridiculously stressful at times. Um, but the boys are still friends, and we are still we, we're still okay with you know. I mean, we're still okay with each other. And I think that's a great <laughs> that's a great lesson to learn as a parent is that you can go through something where you think oh, I'm not going to be able to manage that. How on earth am I going to be able to manage that? Um, to the other end of it going oh we did manage it it's you know it's been it's been a bit of a bumpy ride but we've managed it and and it was fine um so i think probably that's my main kind of learning point as a parent um 
in terms of work, I have learned that the kind of just do this not next little bit approach. Let's just do an hour on this or let's just do the next thing that I need to do here can actually get you quite far. Um, just before the pandemic, I had some quite significant um, health stuff that put me in hospital for 10 days. Um, and it really made a big impact on my capacity. So, um, so that was quite a challenge really. Um, and I was there thinking to myself, I feel like wading through treacle a lot of the time here. Um, but I've learned that you can wade through treacle and still get to the other end of that too, you know, um, and all it takes perhaps is a, there's a sense of, let's just take the next step. I think the other thing that made a big difference to me, sorry, about work, um, was that I hired a coach at the beginning of 2020. And so he and I kept going through the, that was online anyway, because he's in Essex and I'm in Sussex. Um, and so that, that just kept going. And that, that really, really helped me to kind of, you know, set goals and, and keep going. But it was that plodding, that just the next bit, just one bit at a time mm. that's meant that I find myself sort of today having moved on quite a long way from where I was a year ago. So, um, yeah, you asked for three things. Does that cover three things? Absolutely. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to ask what kind of questions do you hear from your coach or what, how does that work a little bit? Okay. So he asks me, um, let's think. We, uh, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'll have to think about it a little bit. So he, it's, you. it's all right. You're, <laughs> on, you're on pondering from across the pond, so you can ponder. Yeah, yeah. Like. Ponder is is great. One of the things he asked me that really that really surprised me, um, and I'm still thinking about it now, is he asked me to write 100 I am's state I am statements. Um, so he said, think about all the different things that you can say that you are um, and start writing and don't stop until you get to 100. Um, I think I stopped initially at about 40. Um, I've now got up to about 60, maybe 70. Um, and I started off myself writing some stuff. And then I talked to some of my friends and my family and asked them, what would you say that I am? <laughs> um, and um and that way sort of slowly kind of built up that list. And that's been a really interesting experience because I think the work that we do when we work with people, we need to be doing work that kind of def defines us in a way, you know, we, we don't want to be defined by our work, but at the same time we do kind of want to be defined, you know, it's that balance of, um, of actually people will want to work with us when they know who we are. And they can't know who we are until we know a bit more about who we are. So, so that was one of the things that really kind of um, struck me as really quite important. Um, but he also asked me questions like, how are you really? <laughs> are you really okay? Is that really all right? And what are you doing now? <laughs> Do you really think that's a good idea? <laughs> um, and that kind of thing. And it's, it's just all really helpful. It's really helpful to sit with somebody regularly and reflect on the previous month and kind of go how's it been what else are you doing what are you thinking about and all of that stuff so yeah that's been really great 
it sounds like um, you're somebody who helps you say no. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, it's, Absolutely. Expand upon that, the power of no and the power of yes. What have you Absolutely. learned about this with your coach? I think what I've learned is that um, when you say yes to something, you want to say yes with your whole heart. You need to be able to say, yes, this is something I definitely want to do. Um, and your, but also your no needs to be, it needs to be clear, but it, it doesn't need to be just no, just, it can, it can sound like I'm going to check my diary and get back to you, or I'm going to talk to um, somebody else about this before I, before I make a decision, or um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dreadful one for, for saying, oh, that sounds so exciting. I want to be involved. How can I be involved? Let me, let me be involved. And before I've kind of thought about it, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm knee deep in something that I then can't extricate myself from, or at least, you know, extricating is that much harder. So I've learned to kind of go, let me just think that through for a minute. That sounds like an amazing thing. You know, uh, I hope you, I hope you do really well with it. You know, I hope it goes really well, all those sorts of things where you're just sort of putting in a, a bit of space between you and the actual, and the actual thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, I, I think, and I also think that for some people who are yes people, and I've been a yes person most of my life, I need to learn how to say no um, in a way that makes sense to me. But for somebody who's been a no person all of their life, no, I'm not doing that. No, I can't do that. No, no, no. I don't want to be involved in that. Saying yes is where the power is then, yeah. you know, and it's where the pushing the boundary comes. So both of those things are really important. Um, and but, but for me, I think it's the learning how to say no that's been the most uh, freeing, really. The most kind of, oh, I don't have to say yes to everything. Oh, some stuff can happen that doesn't involve me. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah. One of the things you said yes to, and one of the things you can add to the I am list is, I am Jenny Osborne, and I am an author. Mm. So, can you tell us a bit about how that came to how that came to be and what that's been like writing during the pandemic and what it's like now being published yeah um my author journey started with a conversation with you james i know um <laughs> i'm trying to think how long ago it was it was i think it, it was 2019 wasn't it that's it was yeah um and it started with a conversation about um, women writing in youth ministry um, circles and, and textbooks in particular. Um, and we had a big old rant about it. And then you said to me, you should write a book. And I think you might have put it in capital letters in the text message. Um, and I started crying <laughs> um, because it, it just sort of, it, it prodded me in a in a way that or in a particular kind of area of my life where I'd always thought I want to be a writer I want to write and I do write I wasn't I was a writer anyway uh, you know I was producing blog posts and all that sort of stuff um and then somebody else um we were having part of that conversation on social media weren't we and somebody else came along and said why don't you write for this particular um set of books that uh, she was in charge of Sally um, Nash and so that's what she did um, she offered me an opportunity 
to um, write for Grove Books, which are a, a faith-based um, Christian kind of um, publishing house, really, who publish across different streams. And she asked me to write for the youth stream. And I wrote a booklet about uh, young people and mental health that came out in October of that year. So I, I wrote it and it was published really quite quickly. Um, and that was a great process. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was nine and a half thousand words. It's a lot more words than I had written for a long time. Um, so I, I went for it and just really, yeah, really enjoyed the process. So then, uh, where, are we, where are we now? So it was then in kind of in the back of my mind, as we went through into 2020, that I'd quite like to do that again. How was I going to do it? Not sure. And it took a little while really for it to kind of um, percolate through. But I ended up talking to a, another friend um, about the possibility of writing um, again. Um, and he's he is um, quite well versed in <clears throat> the Christian publishing world. And so he said to me, I'll help you with this. So I ended up with a with a book um, kind of outline that was about I wanted to tell the story. I wanted really to tell the story of youth work in the UK during the COVID era. And I wanted to include projects from across the spectrum, not just looking at Christian um, or faith based youth work, but actually looking at, um, you know, charity youth work that or secular what we used to call secular um, and statutory, there isn't much that is statutory now, really, um, but um, it's it's still there. It's just not council funded. Um, and then also, you know, there are lots of other charities um, that are operating from a non-faith kind of perspective. So I wanted to kind of bring that that wide spectrum into play. And so that's what I've done. And I've gone the self-publishing route with that. Um, because it felt like it need it was a story that needed to be told quite quickly, um, and often with publish big publishing houses, it takes a while to for the sort of the wheels to turn, as it were. So, yeah, and I found myself um, publishing that. I started writing in uh, it was the beginning of November last year. And I published it at the beginning of February <laughs> this year, which is bonkers. That's a bonkers turnaround. Um, and I think if I'd if I'd really or, or next time, having learned the process now, next time I will give myself a little bit more time. I think because that that did feel it did feel quite rushed, and I did end up completely crashing after the book published for about a week and a half <laughs> um but it was it, it's been it's been a, a it's been a really good experience um that I have really enjoyed now the interesting thing the part, part of that question that you just asked that's most interesting is how it, does it feel to be a published author because I've realized that there is somehow a line there's a line between published and, and not published and I don't like it that there's a line <laughs> but I think it is there and it's really interesting to be the other side of that line in, in a more this you know the growth booklet was was a sort of it was a very much a, a kind of springboard if you like I suppose um, and it definitely gave me a feel for this is something that I want to do more of 
um, but I didn't necessarily feel like a published author. But this time around, I feel I feel that that's much more of a thing. And I don't quite know how it feels, really, to be completely honest with you. Um, so yeah, that's it is an interesting it's an interesting sort of reflection on on all of that. Yeah. And when I when Heavy Dragons was done, I, it was just quite surreal. I thought yeah. it was quite surreal for quite a long time. Yeah. Seeing your own name in places that's kind of odd, like on Amazon. Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. And in dissertations and yeah. and you know, that kind of thing where you go, Oh, somebody else with the name Osborne. Oh no, <laughs> that's actually me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it is it is a strange it is strange. Um so how's it, how, how's it been received? Uh, I think it's been received well. Okay. I I haven't had an awful lot of feedback. Um, more in a more in a sort of slightly um, offhand kind of way. So I've seen a couple of people recommend it on Twitter um, to others, which I kind of think, well, if other people are recommending it, then it it, it it's got to be you know it's got to be good so um and i've had an absolute slew of orders in the last couple of days so obviously um some of those recommendations have have worked so i think it's been received fairly well um yeah and i've been on interviews and i've been on podcasts and i've talked about it on my own podcast for uh, the last few weeks and that's all of that seems to be kind of received quite well too so i think it's yeah i think it's been all right I want yeah. to ask about the collaboration part of the book because you included yes. quite a few youth projects in there. Tell us a little bit about that process, how you selected who you selected, why, what this means to you and to them and for youth work in the UK in general. Yeah, that's another really good question. So um, again, I was really keen that it should be collaborative, that it would feel like, like I'm through me really um and so that was something I was really keen on the how how did I select I kind of did the thing that I normally do and put out a plea on Facebook and Twitter and saying anybody and I and so they self-selected really um I, there was a one organization that I kind of think I, I I would have liked to include and that was the boys brigade um but unfortunately, I just didn't hear from anybody um, in the right kind of time frame. So I knew I had a really tight time frame. I already knew that as I started writing. Um, and so I now just put out a plea a couple of times. Does anybody, can anybody help me? I, I divided it up into chapters by that point and, I, and they were on different themes of the different types of youth work. So there's a chapter on detached youth work. There's a chapter on schools work. There's a chapter that looks particularly at church-based youth work. There's one that's Christian charities, Christian charity run youth work. Um, there's another one that is uh, kind of non-faith-based charity youth work. Um, and then um, I was going to do a chapter on uniformed organisations, which is where the BB would have come in, but it ended up being a little bit more, uh, a bit wider scope and talking about youth work that happens outdoors um i ended up including the west yorkshire fire and rescue service in that one which 
just the most random the most i just i've never even thought of a, a fire and rescue service running youth work programs but the more i spoke to this woman brilliant charlie from from west yorkshire the more i was kind of going oh this sounds amazing so um yeah so that's that's kind of how it all uh, came together in the end it was basically a whole load of phone calls and or and or zoom calls and or i think i sent a load of emails out with you know people kind of coming back to me to say yeah this is what we did this is how we did it um and then what was the other thing you asked what um how have that how has that been received very interestingly i've just spoken to one of the guys again from the who i spoke to for the book um and he said to me he said i really wanted to say i'm not sure he used the word thank quite this way but it was something along the lines of i wanted to kind of say to you how important it was that um you're using you've used this this idea that you've had about telling the story um to kind of um amplify voices from the different youth work charities um and so he was and, and he was kind of saying we've really um always found ourselves we've always thought of ourselves as being quite a small a small youth work charity little old us was the phrase he used um but actually within this within the covid era but also uh, uh, within what we do what we've been doing with you and and, and other than organizations working collaboratively they found actually that they're finding a bit more of their voice and actually owning that a bit more as well you know owning what it is that they do and, and why they do it that way so that's i think uh, that was really encouraging to me that he felt encouraged that you know what i was trying to do had actually worked in terms of um helping them get their message if you like or them get their kind of story out there so yeah and i'm just i'm quite a, i am a, i am a networker i love connecting people and organizations it's, oh, it's part of my just i love doing it there's nothing more than having i love than having a conversation with somebody where they say i'm really looking for something that goes like this or somebody who could help me with this and i go I know the person I know the or I know the organization or you should totally connect with this person or that person or the other it's just I don't know what it is about that <laughs> it gives me such a buzz but it does so I'm, I'm pleased that other people find it kind of useful as well so yeah I think there's something really powerful in connecting people in amplifying voices mm -hmm. and in showing that when we all work together in whatever that looks like mm. uh yeah able to move we're able to work we're not yeah. we're not working against each other we're actually working with each other yeah so absolutely when we do that yeah and yeah definitely to kind of wrap it's it's way around youth work in the uk which i'm still learning about <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different animal isn't it a very different animal to the to what's happening in the us or what has been happening in the us so yeah there Absolutely. we go okay okay <laughs> so jenny coming up you have a project that you're yeah. working in collaboration with andy campbell yep tell us about that 
Yeah, so this came about kind of off the the back of um, the Grove booklet, actually. Um, there was a project mentioned that I mentioned in that, which never really got off the ground um, for various reasons, including the health stuff that I sort of talked about earlier. Um, and so, but he, Andy, read, read the book recently and said to me, I, I feel like there's some work that we could do here on a mental health, on a mental health kind of, um, on a mental health ticket, if you like, um, actually kind of encouraging young people in particular to reflect back on the last year. It's been, it has been the strangest year that anybody can remember. You know, um, it just, it's just bonkers. And I think at the moment we're on this, we're on this pathway in the UK in particular. I don't know about you um, in the US. I guess it's perhaps different in different places around in different states maybe for you guys yeah. but we are on this pathway kind of out of lockdown three as it was for us in England um, and everybody's kind of chomping at the bit to, to kind of get going and, and be a bit like we've got to return to normal everything's going to return to normal and yeah it might <laughs> but it also might not um, and also are we just going to sweep what's happened under the rug and never mention it ever again and go back to whatever normal was? And, you know, and Andy and I both feel quite kind of passionately that we shouldn't do that. And so we have um, come up with this campaign called COVID Catharsis, which is encouraging young people in particular, but people from across all sorts of age ranges and things can join in. Um, to really reflect deeply on the past year and maybe post an image or post a poem or, um, you know, actually kind of something that they, something, whatever they're creative in, whichever way that, ah, whatever is their creativity, their way of expressing emotion mm. and um, just trying, yeah, trying to really encourage that along different, uh, we're going to do different themes over the six weeks that we're going to run the project. Um, we're going to keep it really kind of simple. We're not producing a web page or a Facebook page or any of that. It's just use the hashtag COVID catharsis. And we will pick up as much of that as we can across the different social media platforms. And we will share them ourselves. And yeah, we're going to try and involve a couple of schools that we both know, um, and we're going to maybe, you know, ping the email across to some other people. I'm involved in a youth work network locally to me. So I'm going to ask a few people um, in the network if they're interested in joining in. So that's kind of that's where we're coming from on there. Recognising that this last year has been just a whole mess of emotion from, you know, deep deep sense of loss and grief either over loved ones who've who've gone or over experiences that we've missed out on um and also you know just sheer the sheer mind-numbingly boringness <laughs> boredom that comes with staying at home all the time and you know what can you do other than go on your screen or um or, or binge watch tv or you know all these things that really not particularly healthy for us to do um 
but what else is there you know and then for some people it's been a real um time of really high anxiety and 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 even now as we're returning back to normal that also can trigger kind of quite a lot of that sort of stuff but also in amongst all of that there's been good because there's always good there is always good you know uh, there's a saying isn't there that says not every day is good but there is something good in every day and i think that's so true <laughs> it's so true um and teaching ourselves how to notice that good is a really important skill but actually also being able to reflect back and say well actually i did there were things i managed to achieve in the last year that looking back i think oh i don't think i'd have realized you know a year ago that that, that would be the case so trying to kind of hold some space for young people and others to reflect on some of those really difficult um, messy and yeah tricky um, emotional sort of stuff that has shaped our last year um, and that's what we're trying to do where where and how can we be involved in that is it specifically for a certain group of people expand upon that where, where can we find you well we're aiming it really at young people with the recognition that um you know mostly um young people will kind of hear it from adults the adults in their in their circle so either their youth leader young are there um or their uh maybe teacher an art teacher or or an ethics teacher or a pshe teacher maybe um and it's so what i'm imagining is that a young person kind of hears about it from the youth worker and the youth worker says just um send me your photos perhaps a photo that really represents a particular emotion from the last year and we will put those together in a collage maybe um digitally you know because that most things are that now aren't they um and then we'll post that on the youth group instagram page for example and we'll put an explanation at the bottom of it that says this this is what happened at this youth group when we asked them this question um, use the hashtag COVID catharsis um, and then you can watch on Instagram you can kind of follow um, hashtags can't you so you kind of watch the feed go on that um, so that would be one way or so maybe if they're older young people kind of 16 plus and on social media themselves um, then they could post it on their own Instagram feed or their own Twitter feed maybe I don't know if any 16 year olds have Facebook have, but if you have Facebook and you're 16 plus then you you know put it on there um if not put it on your own social whatever that is um actually it would be really lovely to kind of see it see it on all sorts of things um whether that's a tiktok video or a instagram kind of post or i don't know where else uses hashtags because i'm in my mid 40s and i'm not cool enough to know <laughs> but i think and and andy and i don't really want to kind of um make it too complicated yeah. we don't uh, you know it doesn't need to be something whereby you know there's this big website and that needs maintaining or any of that sort of stuff really it's just about offering this as a way in which somebody could kind of begin to think about this year has been really terrible and what we need is to process some of that emotion as well as moving forward into the new whatever the new normal hate that phrase hate that phrase whatever the the future <laughs> is going to look like yeah so 
hopefully it will go well we'll see but we're launching we're launching on easter saturday because okay. we really felt that 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 was a a real kind of time where lots of people particularly those in the christian world are thinking about loss and lament at that particular time um and so we're going to start with a theme of that talks about disruption and confusion i can't remember what the themes are now but we're going to start with something that really talks about um lamenting and and um thinking about that as a theme for um, for did you it. already mention the hashtag or is i that... can mention it again okay. it's the hashtag is covid catharsis okay um and that's the hashtag that we're going to kind of be looking out for as we and then we we will share retweet and share reshare and and do any any of that that we can in order to kind of put it up well the other thing is that if people feel like they don't want to post their own stuff they want it to be anonymous then they can send it in to andy or i and i can give you i can give you email addresses and things to go on show notes and stuff wonderful right excellent uh, as you're talking i'm reminded of something i was reading a few weeks ago about from in the book about trauma uh, mm -hmm. And they did an interview with somebody and they said that the thing they realised was that the thing they, to overcome trauma, they had to be closer to it rather than running away from it. Yeah. I wonder whether um, this kind of sense of catharsis is to kind of name some of those things. It's to say, this was hard, this was tough, this was impossible, this was difficult, this yeah. felt like pain and grief and loss mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. anger and frustration and confusion mm -hmm. um, and and it's easier i think what he says in the book is to say it's easier to heal from the things that we can name and acknowledge and accept yeah, yeah. Um, and so that kind of sense of catharsis is to it, it sounds like a way of processing that in a healthy way um, that's certainly what the hope is absolutely that we can offer just a little bit you know even if we're not kind of trying to change the world in one sense um although we are we'd like to change the world of course we would um but you know we're not we're not looking to be grandiose about it just simply trying to say yeah that thing about you need to get a bit closer you need to feel the emotions we in this house we say things like um it, it needs to be lived Feelings got to be felt, you know, life has got to be lived, um, even if it's not what we would choose. And so um, actually, yeah, I think that's I think that's really true. And that resonates well. Yeah. Covid catharsis it is from Saturday. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so we'll look out on Twitter and Facebook for that. Um, yeah. And and if you are if you are a youth worker who's in charge of um, young people groups and you can pass this information on to them, the, um, we will put up, we're going to put up like a manifesto for it on our websites. It'll go up on Andy's website and on my website. Um, and we'll also obviously kind of do a pre-launch bit of social media this in the in the coming week. So look out for it, certainly. And, um, and, and yeah, go and visit our websites if you want a bit more information on it. And then pass that, you can pass that information on to your young people. That'd be great. Amazing. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, Jenny, it's been lovely to talk to you. 
our friend, our first, our friend, our first interviewee. And it's been wonderful to hear about the book and your yeah. unit, but also about this, I'd say exciting project, I think meaningful and significant project, I think more importantly. Yeah, hopefully, um, yeah. It can do some kind of collective, collaborative healing for people mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. the next few months uh, as it runs so uh, Jenny thank you so much for your time this afternoon and um, uh, it's been great thank you yeah you're very welcome thank you Jen (laughs) I don't know where to go with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, Should we we wrap up the interview? Yeah. That's fine. We're talking about trauma and grief, so I need to go back into serious. Right, none of this is going on in the outtakes, though, right? We might keep some of the joint laughter moments. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Um, 